You're listening to Sexy Attractor from Rumble Roses XX, released March 28, 2006, composed by Sada. Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, it's Bedroth. Hey, man. What's up? Technically, it's I Bedroth. guess my Valentine, I guess. I guess we're, we're, we're each other's podcasting Valentines. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. <sighs> Real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick waiting into review really does help us out in terms of visibility so that uh, this show continues to grow. And remember, we are now on Patreon as well, patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, JexX and Zanku. It is, well, I guess before we get to that, make sure you go back and listen to last week's episode on Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, a game that I am just absolutely loving. And probably by the time this posts, I have finished. Um, But as of time of recording, not quite. I am over halfway done, though. But comments in terms of our latest episodes, of which there have been many episodes, but not many comments. We've gotten one, and it was on the Rare Limited Composer Spotlight episode. It was from Clark, and he said, Nostalgic episode reminds me of the time I met David Dope. And that's pretty dope. That is cool. Very nice. One of the ones that uh, broke off and eventually formed Free Radical, which, um, you know, you... You so happened to bring to that episode with Time Splitters. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we'll get some more comments as time goes on. Maybe in like six months we'll get a random comment like we did on the Pikmin episode. Yeah, Pikmin good. <laughs> Pikmin good. Rare good. Or <laughs> romance bad. Romance bad. 1986 good. <laughs> 1986 rip, but. Rip. Yeah, rip. <laughs> yep. uh, it is Valentine's Day, though. And because of that, if the podcast posts when it should, hopefully it does. Um, we're going back to a topic that we did, I don't know how long ago. I didn't look. Huh. Been some uh, time. I promise you it's been quite some time. We're going back to romantic music with a part two. 
So I know there was a part one. It was, I think I did look back just to see I kind of an idea did. of what you played. Uh, it was, it was way back episode there. Episode 32. Was, I found it. Yeah, episode 32. Way back there. Would have, and I think, I don't know, maybe we definitely didn't talk about this on air, but it must have been a conversation we had off air because I do remember having this conversation now. Um, episode 32 would have been within the first year, obviously, of PG Mania. So that would have fell oddly not around Valentine's Day. Actually, yeah, it would have because we started the podcast in July. So if you count 32 oh, yeah. weeks forward, it would have probably fell right around the same time. So you so probably had the same February idea. of February of 2018 would have been the last time we visited this topic. So it's been six years. Look at that. Look at that. Six years and, and a host Still going strong. Later. That's right. That is right. We're still releasing episodes every month. Sometimes even even more every, than in every week. Month. Usually every week. <laughs> Usually, Usually every week, I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> but there have been, like I said, there was like nine episodes, I think, in January. There was a lot. Yeah, um, it was stacked. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this episode, though. It should be good. I don't know what we played on that particular episode, um, episode number 32. I know one song that I, I don't remember if you played it on that episode or if it was on a later one, but that I would have brought to this one that I couldn't because you played at some point was Eyes on Me from Final Fantasy VIII. But I might have cheated a little bit. We'll see. Sounds <laughs> like it may have been in that episode. Um, trying to go back and see because it would be fun to see because that would have been the Frank era of the show, which I do have a track because I know for sure he would have brought something from this series um, had he still been here. I mean, he's not dead, but he's just not on the show. Right. <laughs> I, I guess I was making it sound like he was dead. But well, as far as we know, there could be some rando who just like co-opted his Discord and That's comments true. in and comments every once in a while. That's true. <laughs> we played Cara Mia Adio from Portal 2, Eyes on Me from Final Fantasy VIII, uh, Dispersion Relation from Hetoful Boyfriend. I can tell which ones are mine and which ones are Frank's just by looking, because <laughs> this is when we used to go back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Um, Luna's Boat Song, Wind Nocturne from Lunar Silver Star Story, Because I Love You from Earthbound, Where We Used to Be, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Manny and Mesh from Grim Fandango, The Wolven Storm, Priscilla's Song from The Witcher 3, Romance in the air from Skyward Sword. Also, Sprock Brooks, which I probably don't say right, from Catherine. Lullaby for You from The World Ends With You. Time Travel from Professor Layton in the Unbound Future. We used to play a lot back in the day. Romance at Windy Isle from Grandia 2. Ending Theme from Streets of Rage. I Want Love from Silent Hill 3. Snake Eater from Snake Eater, Metal Gear Solid 3. And Suteki De Na from Final Fantasy X. Or Dane. I think I said that backwards. That was a good mm, episode. Quality, if you go back and listen to it, promise you it's shit but the music's good and of course no no repeats although i do no think repeats. there's at least one game that we're repeating from two um two games are repeating two, okay from. okay um what's the what's the sea of gumbo song that, that's that's grandia something something sea of gumbo that's a it sounds very romantic and i'm sure you guys have played it at some point or another um it sounds grandia but i don't know for sure it is i just can't remember the first word i can look it up but but yeah that's cool, man. Trip down memory lane. Yeah. So it sounds like y'all were already kind of in the habit of playing fast and loose with the topics because, like, Snake Eater, it's a super sexy song. It doesn't have anything to do with romance. <laughs> no, the idea is but it romantic sounds, music. Yeah. I don't know that your opening track has anything to do with romance. Nope, but it's got sexy in the title. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's got that kind of, it's not really a flamenco, but it's got that kind of like Spanish dance sound. And right. So, so, yeah. 
That's the opening track was Sexy Attractor from Rumble Roses XX, or 2X, or Cross Cross, or whatever, because it was released in Japan. Um, and, uh, yeah, there were, I think that this is one of the themes, maybe like the walk-in theme for, for one of the characters, but I, I didn't look into it very deeply. I just kind of, uh, a, a few of my tracks do definitely have a romantic sound to them. I kind of divided my blocks up, but some of them are just, you know, just kind of thumping, but they either, the game has something to do with, um, with romantic or romantic adjacent things <laughs> or, uh, it's, it's got some sort of name in the title, like this one. I can't say that all of mine do. I know for sure some of mine don't have anything to do with romance, but with that, whether it's just the name of the track or just the sound of the song being romantic in nature. Um, so I kind of did what, what Frank and I did, I guess, back in the day. But I had to look because I knew we had played Yankee Rose from Rumble Roses before, but I couldn't remember if it was from this game or from the original, and it was from the original. I did play some of these games back in the day. Um, I mean, they're not amazing soundtracks. They're fun, right? This is a fun opener. This is a fun track, but it's not stellar and the game was not stellar either. The idea is really cool, but you know, um, you know, women's wrestling game, but yeah, I remember um, I brought uh, Yankee Rose from one of the, uh, I just said that you don't listen to me. Do you? When I talk, I I usually do. I was trying to find out that Sandy Beach of Gumbo track from Grandia. <laughs> and so there there was there was part of the, yeah, I I wasn't listening at that part. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but but yeah, I remember when we talked about Yankee Rose that you you mentioned that wasn't uh, it wasn't really all that great. Yeah, it's not. Um I totally could have brought the Sandy Beach of Gumbo. Maybe I'll have to bring it to a uh, radio hour because you have not played that. And it's a really great, really great track. So You will hear Grandia later, though. Well, that's good. That's good. At least we'll have some, <laughs> some representation. <laughs> that is yeah, true. Not a whole lot else to say about, uh, about Sexy Attractor, except the song was obviously written about me. Um, but... Oh! <laughs> okay. I get it. Um, All right. <laughs> that makes sense. Of course. Of course, but that's why I'm your Valentine. Yeah. But, you know, before we get too hot and heavy in here, why don't why don't we get into your first <laughs> plot? Because I'm, I'm interested to hear some of what you bring, you're bringing. Sounds good. Well, I organized my block. I guess I have a retro block and then retro modern, because um, the next block starts with 99. But my first block is well before that. So to begin, we're going to take a listen to something that is not actually from a game, but it's from a demo that released in a magazine called Amiga Format. Oh, okay. Very cool. So let's take a listen to Sexy Robot from, I'm just going to say it's from Amiga Format. I think it was issue, I can actually tell you. No, it doesn't say what issue. It just was issue October of 1989. So it released in October of 1989, and this was composed by Alistair Brimble. Thank you. 
next, we're going to take a listen to Bloody Love Visual E from Illumina. This released on December 5th of 1990, and it was composed by Akira Sato.
Last up in this block, we're going to take a listen to Ballad for You from Dynamite Hetty. This released on September 28th of 1994, and it was composed by Nazo Squared Unit. Coming back in, we are first talking about Sexy Robot, which is, again, from the magazine Amiga Format. Uh, actually, episode, or not episode, edition number three, apparently, and that did release in October of 1989. Again, this was composed by Alistair Brimble. No game to talk about on this one, so all we have no. is music, right? 
And so the magazine was called Amiga Format? It was. Okay. And they just released these, like, demo discs, Demo discs, discs I, guess. I guess, that had sometimes music on them. And this was on the one in October 1989. That's really cool. I uh, that it's interesting. I wonder if the uh, robot in the cover art is supposed to be the sexy robot in question. I think so. It's, it's a little bit more of a buff dad bod robot to me, but you know, hey, a that's my bit. bod, and I'm the sexy attractor. So there you go. I guess they nailed it. Um, when I was when I was looking this up, like trying to find any information, like this is the magazine cover. Okay, <laughs> so it's got a. Got a robot in, in a, a little black one piece, I guess. Yeah. Okay. A, a distinctively more feminine looking robot yes. than the one on the YouTube video. Yes. Um, okay. That That is. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not the same. Not the I same. I do want to also mention here, this was in 1989. So the demo disc in question would not have been a CD. It would have not been have a been, computer yeah. disc. It would have been a floppy so. disc. Which is, that's just super cool to me. Like, I could just imagine taking one of those out of a magazine and popping it in my, popping it in my computer. And, of course, I didn't have an Amiga, but, you know, popping it in my, in, in, in my computer and, and then this plays, pulling this out. And this it's already is so, so much dope, better. Dude. This is so dope. Than, like, I actually did share some middies with friends on floppy disk back in the day. And this is way beyond anything that, that you know, I put on those discs. This it's is Alistair super Brimble. Cool, like you were saying. Well, yeah, and it's Brimble. <laughs> he's, he's old hat. He knows his stuff. And yeah. even in 1989, he had already composed a bunch of stuff. He's got so much behind him. He stole, he stole so much work from Barry over the years. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was a Barry story, right? <laughs> that was a Barry story. He and, he and his rivalry with, uh, with Brimble. Um, you even mentioned some of the arpeggios in this track reminded you of Barry. I did, yeah. In one of the sections, which we can talk about the the sections in this this crazy thing in a minute, but one of the sections it really was giving me Top Gear Vegas vibes, like the arpeggios. And then I heard, just heard the whole was listening to the whole thing, and then the whole section just really made me think of Vegas from Top Gear. But yeah, the way that he constructed this, you you, you mentioned while we were listening that it that it's like a it's like a song. Um, yeah, we figured it out almost that loops, some, but it, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there are some sections that he uses over again. And yeah, Yeah. so you think it's going to loop, but then he goes into something new. (laughs) It's It's really really cool. cool. Yeah, Yeah, this is a really cool track. I really like this one. Good find, my friend. Good find. You you know I like bringing Amiga tracks. I tend to really gravitate toward that platform when it comes to music. I love the way the Amiga sounds. Um, This was actually something that I had not heard before. So that was actually really cool. Yeah. And I don't know how I felt. Obviously, I was searching the word sexy, but I don't know how I came across this. Like, I know it wasn't on the usual website that we normally use. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how I stumbled on this one, but I'm glad I did. I did the same thing, which is how I got three of my tracks. And uh, yeah, th- th- it was it was not it didn't show up. So right, because because if I had seen Sexy Robot, you know I would have clicked on that. Yeah, you would have been checking that out. <laughs> what kind of Sexy Robot are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, then we go to the middle track, which was Bloody Love Visual E from Illumina. Again, this released on December 5th of 1990 and was composed by Akira Sato. Um, This, I will read you the actual description of the game from Moby Games. I've never played this. A young man wakes up only to find himself in a bed, in an unknown house, in an unknown place. A lovely girl enters. She says that her name is Ryuna and that she is practicing.
practicing the art of white magic as a priest. However, the young man cannot remember anything. He cannot even remember his own name. Ryuna says that he was found unconscious outside of the village with a pendant lying nearby. There is just one name written there. His name, Seraphis. Also, there is a strange engraving on his hand. Who is he really? Illumina is a rather basic Japanese-style RPG. The party of the heroes walk over the top-down world map, visiting towns and descending into dungeons, with a few exceptions. The towns are displayed as identically-looking pictures of locations, with menu-based navigation, wizardry style. The random turn-based battles are also first-person, but the dungeons have the same top-down view as the map. Playable characters belong to defined classes, such as Ryuna being a priest with various white magic spells that can be leveled up. If any character is killed in battle, it is game over, and there are several scenes with nudity and sexual situations in the game, because it is, of course, ah. PC-88, and H-scenes that's were pretty much what they PC were known for. <laughs> <laughs> yep. According to on the screenshots on Moby Game, this is a very, very sexual game. Uh, it's overstressed, or not, it's <laughs> understressed in the description, the, uh, the sexual content in this game. Man. Well, the PC-88 was known for at least one other thing. That's great Which music. Is. Come on, man. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> very good music. Yep. Very good music. That's right. Very good music. Uh, but, you know, but that's, so all, got... that's all I know about this game. I just know that description. Uh, pretty basic JRPG with some sex in it. But this is a really cool and really, it's called Bloody Love. I don't know why, but it's really romantic. I really dig this track. It's I do too. It, it's got some darkness to it. Uh, it's it does. not. It's not like a sweet romantic track. It's well, almost like a the, sad romantic. The logo track. has a sword, right? I mean, there's clearly yeah probably some tragedy involved in this tale. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And if it's like any other, you know, it, that, that waking up with amnesia thing is is such a trope in JRPGs. <laughs> Oh yeah, and or just um, anime in general. Yeah, yeah. As as is tragedy, healthy dose of tragedy. I actually just recently watched uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion for the first time. Um, Jeff, never uh, seen it. Recommended. I'm it familiar me. with it, but I've never actually seen it. And uh, you know, it's only 26 episodes, and it, is. Uh, it gets a little weird. But it's not. Yeah, it's 13 hours. It's it's not a huge commitment. Um, but it is one that you have to pay attention to. I don't think I could have just thrown this on in the background. Uh, but it's got, it's definitely has those elements of, of deep tragedy. Um, uh, another anime that, like that is, uh, Your Lie in April, which is even shorter. It's only like six episodes. Jessica but loved that one. Man, man. She loved that it's anime. so sad. <laughs> Never watched it. Sad. But she was um, a big fan. About music. It's about a music student and, and his well, I'm very familiar but, with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just I'm never sure, watched it. I'm sure. But this is giving me the same kind of vibes that your Lion April gave me. So Okay. Which <laughs> very again, sad very, romance. Yeah, very much so. And that, that might be the case sick, because though. this guy has amnesia and it does it does it looks super sick, yeah. With especially <laughs> with the little glow. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. cool. Yep. And then we move to the final track in that block. We took a listen to Ballad for You from Dynamite Heady. This again was released on September 28th of 1994 and was composed by Nazo Squared Unit. Wikipedia does list some composers. Katsuhiko Suzuki, Yasuko, Koji Yamada, Akihara, and Norio Hanzawa. But everywhere else I looked credited the game to Nazo Squared Unit, which seems to be what these composers went by as a group, but there were more than just as listed on Wikipedia from what I could gather. Um, yeah, th- this is not one that has gotten like an album release as far as I know, and, or if it has, they didn't go back and break things down like they sometimes do, so... Correct. We will never know who composed this, you know, JRPG love scene theme for the credits of yeah. Dynamite Hetty. 
Credits music in a uh, standard platformer game, right? With this dynamite head, he's an ant, right? He looks like it. Based, All I know I is that a, he can throw his head. I think and it he's blows an up. ant. Yeah, I think he's like an ant, or at least a type of creature that's meant to look sort of like an ant. Um, yeah, that does throw his head and it blows up. That's why it's called dynamite heady. <laughs> Frank was a big fan of this game. I think you said Purnell also a fan. I don't know why the credits sound romantic, but this is a beautiful track for a Genesis game, which. What is he even called? When you think about it, right? Genesis. Yeah. Love music on the Genesis with that bass. Not super common, yeah, is it? For sure. For sure. I don't it's think so. Not. It, this, this sounds really clean and pure and sweet for Genesis. Um, There's really not a bass, though, is there? I mean, there is. No. I mean, it's, no, but really it's not isn't. as pronounced. Yeah. Um, and uh, they they really let the piano kind of handle the bass notes, which they I think did. is smart for what they're going it for. Is. Yeah. Um, and it's even called Ballad for You. So I don't know. Maybe one of the composers wrote this for his girlfriend or something, and then they broke up, and he was like, eh, well, I might as well use it. <laughs> so they threw it in on the credits. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But this game actually has a, a pretty dope soundtrack. Um, it does. And we played a few tracks, maybe just one from this before. In the glut of mascot platformers at the time, Dynamite Heady had some had some pretty innovative innovative uh, controls and the uh, and features and things. So two things we played two things from it before: Schumacher Fly okay. and Southtown's theme. Schumacher Fly is a banger. If anybody has not listened to the Dynamite Heady soundtrack, go check out Schumacher Fly. It's it, it is it is Schumacher Fly for yep. a white guy. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. but that was my first block. But yeah, man. Very sweet. First block. I, I dig that. Lots of really good stuff. Um, and it sounds a lot like my second block, which okay. we're, we're not going to get to yet. <laughs> nope. First, we're going to turn the energy up just a little bit. Um, I've kind of got a, a party in the front and then, um, I don't know, I guess whatever in the back. We'll keep it a mystery. <laughs> okay. Right. But we're going we're gonna to get to some clubbing here in my first block. And we'll start things off with... It's not the track I was going to bring because we've already played that track from this game, but I think it still is going to kind of lead into the higher energy tracks I've got. This is, um, I love the name of this track. It's I Wanna Close to You from Misty Blue, released April 2nd, 1990, and composed by the world-famous Yuzo Koshiro.
Next up, we're going to listen to Secret from Spunkstock Music Festival, released January 26, 2023, composed by Wishful Simping. Closing out my first block, we're going to listen to Musica from Captain Fly and the Sexy Girls at the Nightclub, released April 4th, 2020, Composer Unknown. Yeah. 
All right, coming back from a more upbeat block of tracks, we're first talking about <laughs> I Wanna Close to You from Misty Blue, composed by our Lord and Savior, Yuzo Koshiro. One of my favorites. <laughs> Yuzo Koshiro, yep. baby. Been a minute. You even mentioned it since we've had him on the show. Yeah, it has been. It has been a minute. Um, I think, you know, and last time we talked about him, uh, you know, for the whole episode, the Yuzo Koshiro Part 2, um, I feel like we brought something from Misty Blue. Was that when we brought the, Almost uh, positive the other we track did. that I wanted? Yes. It's very possible. Um, so, because this is one of his, like, early hits uh, that a lot of people, uh, I, I, I think a lot of people like the music to this game, and very few people know what the game actually is. I know that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've never played this either. I know it's. I remember talking about it previously. It is a mystery adventure, mystery game visual novel, yeah. yeah, adventure game type thing. Yeah, um, but it's just got such banging music, and and a lot of it has that sort of club sounds that Kojiro was already developing back at this time. That of course oh, yeah. you know uh, all finally accumulated in the Streets of Rage games. But um, but yeah, this I really like this. This is not a romantic sounding track, but it's got this. See, this could be a credits theme. This sounds kind of like 80s credits music. It does. It does. It's got that sort of triumphant, just really happy feel. And uh, and I like it. I like it. It's got it's got a purity that my other two tracks don't really have for, for any number of reasons. <laughs> and, you know, on Valentine's Day, one of the things that, you know, for, with, with your Valentine, you probably want to be close to them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely do want to close to my Valentine. Or, yeah, I was going to so. say, you don't want to be close. You just want to close to them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Do you think there was meant oh, to be man. a B in this title? Maybe it could just be a translation error, you know, like the verb, the verb, just like I want to be close. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how that works with translation and all that stuff. But um, <laughs> Super yeah, sick track, so, though. And another retro track, kind of like your first block, coming to us from 1990. This is Indeed. the oldest track on, on my list by almost 10 years. So... And a lot of my other stuff is actually really, really new. The next four tracks we're going to talk about all have come out in the last three years, last four years. So, okay. um, so yeah. And uh, I guess speaking of which, we'll go ahead and get into the next one. One of, did not plan this, one of three of my tracks that came out last year, 2023. Um, this one near the beginning of the year, January 26th. This is Secret from Spunkstock Music Festival. Um, now, this game. <laughs> well, first, let's talk Tell about this about track. Oh, okay. man, we were talking about that bass line, and you mentioned that uh, the bass itself, from what was reminding you, very Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, it's got a very busy bass line, which which I love. I also love the piano in the track, um, and this whole soundtrack is just really, really stacked. Uh, this is a mm-hmm. rhythm game. Uh, the gameplay mm-hmm. at heart is, is a rhythm game, and it is you know, definitely rhythm, games a rhythm game. are, are are frequently known for. For having great music and this one definitely does it's got it's got music that that you know makes you want to move to the beat <laughs> and and um, in what and rhythms are you moving like like how are you moving you're, you're moving in the rhythms of sexy time in this game this is uh oh you mean you're up, just straight up fucking yes <laughs> <laughs> this yeah is a that is what this game is game, dude. um it, it the, totally like is. Like literally, the, it's literally the tempo is literally the thrusting in and out. Like that's the rhythm-based yes. gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is see the preview on Steam, and yeah, get this in VR, baby. Um, it's it is out there. Uh, I will say for for anybody who is uh, and and you will know for yourself if you are old enough. For anybody who is old enough, there is a demo on Steam 
Um, you can also play it on Newgrounds, uh, and that's where we uh, that's where I confirmed at least. Uh, Brian got it on off YouTube, but the the name of the composer, Wishful Simping, that actually yeah. is this composer's uh, handle, and that's how they um, no pun intended, and uh, they composed for both SFW and NSFW games, so both safe and not so safe for work games. <laughs> But I'm going to have to check out more of their stuff because, really, this soundtrack is great. There's a version of the soundtrack on YouTube that is just, it just says Spunk Stock OST in the artwork. And there's another version of the soundtrack that's got the girls from Spunk Stock on the the video dancing to the music with all (laughs) the jiggle physics in the world. And so, if nobody's around... You know, cool, play that one. But yeah, this you got to check this soundtrack out. You do not have to check the game out. You can if you want. It's free country. But you you need to check this soundtrack out, everybody. It's really, really great. It is a, uh, as, as it should be, though, um, a fairly sexy track. Yeah. And uh, I do not have any it's idea what's happening It's in a this different track. kind I, of sexy. I don't sexy, know what the though. secret is. Yeah, it's it a is. different kind of sexy and different kind of romantic. Different kind of romantic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm really stretching the romance on on my next track. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Although maybe th- this this is one of the ones that popped up uh, when I went to the the website that we usually use and typed in "sexy." Um, this game popped up, and it's only got four tracks on the soundtrack, but "Musica" was one of them from Captain Fly and the Sexy Girls at the Nightclub. We looked everywhere, dude. You tried find, everything to find who find this composer or performer shit on is. This game. I asked. This Lingua, sounds like uh, we we searched everywhere. Lingua didn't know, and if Lingua doesn't know, that's generally a bad sign. But yeah, we searched everywhere. Yeah. That's all right, Lingua. You're still with us in uh, in our computerized hearts, our uh, <laughs> our atomic hearts. You're still with us. What a good game. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but man, if I were in a club which I have not been in in probably 20 years. If I were in a club and this came on after Ace of Base, about 15, I would 20. not bat an eye. Oh, yeah, no, this is super <laughs> yeah, sick, dude. Right. This is incredible. Um, it sounds like an actual song, and I'm surprised it's not. Like, I thought this was for sure a club mix of something, which is why I started with club mix in my search. But um, this game is very reminiscent of Mr. Mosquito, which was a PS2 game. Are you familiar with Mr. Mosquito? Um, now that you mention it, I think I have heard some people talk about it, but I am not personally familiar with it. Yeah, so Mr. Mosquito was a game on PS2 where you played as a mosquito and you literally just flew around and like sucked the blood out of this family in their house as they went about their daily tasks. Um, <laughs> it's nothing sexy about it. This is like the sexy version of Mr. Mosquito. Yeah, so in um, in Captain with Fly graphics, and the sexy girls surprisingly. <laughs> at the nightclub, wow. In Captain Fly and Sexy Girls at the Nightclub, you are, uh, yep, yep, you're distracting me with your image search over there. <laughs> That's Mr. Mosquito, um, though. You, you, you fly around as, as a fly instead of a mosquito in this game, and um, you're trying to, I think you're trying to, like, land on food, and you're trying to barf on things as well. <laughs> um, but you have this special vision you can turn on that allows you to see through the clothes of all the people on the floor. Of course. Who happen to be very busty young women. <laughs> um, there's apparently also As any fly probably has. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. There you go. I mean, you got they got all those 
segmented eyeballs for for a reason, you know. Yeah, and and that has to be the reason. That's why God designed them that way. <laughs> uh, although Beelzebub, the demon, is the lord of the flies, so maybe it's his doing. You know, Ooh, that's, <laughs> you never it's possible. Know. Or her doing, if it's the Beelzebub from, uh, oh crap, that one David Tennant show that Dusk is going to smack me for not remembering the name of. Um, uh, good Omens. Good Omens. Good show. Go watch it. Anyway, um, there's also apparently either a spinoff game or maybe a game that came before this called Captain Fly and the Sexy Schoolgirls, where it's the same thing, but you're flying around a school. <laughs> okay. Um, a college. A college, I will say. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, that's. Um, I just really like this track. I'm glad I brought it because it's like probably the only real straight up, uh, one of two straight up love songs on my playlist. Nice. It was a good find. So uh, I would have never heard of that otherwise. Yep. I think so far for me on the episode, it's it's between this and your sexy robot track for my favorites so far. I really like, okay. like both of them. Oh, we still Very got different tracks. We're though. only halfway through though. We still got seven more to go. We are. Yeah. Let's let's get into your second block and see uh, see how it it stacks up to uh, you know smoke stock. I think the this ends up being our longest block <laughs> of the episode. I believe. Okay. Um, but Lex, slight- crack open the bottle of wine. Slightly, slightly longer than my first block, but probably like an extra minute or two okay. from from that block. But very actually similar length. I, I brought some lengthier tracks this episode, I guess. But we're going to kick things off by going to a track from the game we were talking about earlier. So let's take a listen to Lean's Love Theme from Grandia. This released on October 26th of 1999 and was composed by Noriyuki Iwadare.
Up next, we're going to take a listen to Don't Be Afraid from Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, released November 17th, 2004, composed by Rika Muranaka, featuring Alyssa Fiorio on vocals. Can you go on living 
even had a chance to say I love you Yes, I do Closing out this block, we're going to take a listen to Title from I Love You, Colonel Sanders. This released on September 24th of 2019, and it was composed by Hexany.
Coming back in, we are first talking about Lean's love theme from Grandia. Again, this released on October 26th of 1999 and was composed by Noriyuki Iwadare. Someone that, man, I love getting to talk about him every time we get to play his music on the show. <laughs> He's so I good. Know. He's so emotional. This is incredible. He is. Grandia I mean, he is was so on good. a lot of people's lists for Master of EGM Masters for, yep. for good reason. For good reason. I mean, he's, God, he's so good. Just good this, stuff. And the, the Grandia soundtrack in particular is just, it's really like his Chrono Trigger. It's oh, yeah. just front to back, such a good, good, good record. And this one, I don't know. Um, between this and Sandy Beach of Gumbo, it's hard for me to say which one is more romantic. Um, this one, kind of like your um, Illuma, Illumina or Illuminata track or whatever it was. Yeah. It's, it's got it's got a sadness to it. It does. Which I also love. It really matches the sepia tone of the image on the video. You're right, it does. It absolutely does. This is so gorgeous, man. I freaking love this series. I still have never played the HD re-releases of it. It is still something I would love to do at some point um, whenever I have the time. Because I haven't played these games since the original releases back. when would, This one was PlayStation, right? Yeah, this would have been the... Yeah, it would have been was when I played it on North America. Yeah. Um, and because uh, it did release on the Saturn until, in Japan, I didn't have a PlayStation until the PS4, so I have never played these games. Or the HD so. remakes are on the Switch too. Yeah, I'll have to. Uh, I might have to check those out at some point. When, whenever I feel like I can get into a JRPG again, yeah. these games are so uh, good. These games are so. I good. haven't jumped back into Octopath Traveler yet for that that reason. I've only finished <laughs> one of the lives, and I want to play it more. But I know when I start again, it's going to be all I'm doing, and I, right. I I don't have time for that right now. So That's fair. But that's fair. Yeah, man. I just I just love this. I, um, I do too. I'm listening to it more closely because I had to I had to get up while we were off mic during this track. And so there was a middle part that I didn't really get to hear. And now I'm I'm hearing it with all the woodwinds and the strings. And it's just it's gorgeous. It there was a time change somewhere in there. He switches to a different time signature. That's man, so good. He's so good. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's a soundtrack that I could listen to from start to finish and be able to start it right again afterwards. I know we say Have that we about done? some soundtracks, but it's we've yeah. not we've not done mm-hmm. a dive into Grandia. You, Iwadari? Right now. Or, have, oh, Noriki, have we done Noriyuki Iwadari, yes, but a deep dive into Grandia. I thought no. so. Well, I know we have no shortage of uh, <laughs> topics, but. I don't know, man. It might be might be worth a look into this this either yeah. this soundtrack or this series. Or, you know, if only there were another show that, you know, showcased a single soundtrack, you know? If only. <laughs> if only a spin-off. I might just have to a B side, some would say. That. A B side, some might say. I might just have to throw that on the list. <laughs> that would make it that would make it the second or third game that I have thought of doing a B side for on this list. So there you go. There you go. We will. Uh, we will see. And we haven't gotten to my third one yet, so we'll have to All right. see. Um, All yeah, right. Oh, but yes, it's so good. And we kept this. Definitely slowed it back down. Right. This entire block slowed it way back down from your previous block. Um, Absolutely. I definitely went more for traditional romance. I think in the way a lot of my tracks sound, except for maybe my closeout. My closeout's more in line with what you did in your previous block. But okay. um, 
The middle track in that block came to us from Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. This is my Frank shout out for the episode since he was present for the uh, part one of Romantic Music. Uh, we well, listened Frank to Don't Be Afraid. hell of a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Be Afraid. Released November 17, 2004. Composed again by Rika Muranaka. Featuring Alyssa Fiorio on vocals. And man, this is so good. So sexy. So sultry. And I don't know what also, it is about Metal Gear Solid 3 oh, and man, these this, kinds of tracks, man. <laughs> it, well, Metal Gear Solid 3 featuring Big Boss as the main character you're playing as, right? Which is a form of Snake. But um, it's a tragic tale. And you get this sadness in this track. This is a love song, as you can clearly tell from the lyrics. But it's also Absolutely. a very, very sad, tragic love song. And yeah, you can hear that in the lyrics. Yeah. I'm so excited for this remake to come out. They're working on like the, the Delta version or whatever the hell they're going to call it for Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, hopefully it comes out this year, but I'm super excited to play through this one again when it comes out again. This one. So, so far and, and knowing what my next block is, the, the, there are three tracks uh, in contention for a track of the show for me. And it's this one, Musica and Sexy Robots. Um, okay. But this is—it's so different. I mean, I mean, all three of them are different from each other. But I this, think pro- just, this, I think, is actually the only vocal track we have on the show today, too. Uh, Musica was vocal. You're right; it is. But we just don't—I forgot. I looked through the credits to but see, we, but we have yeah, no idea who yeah, did we, it. We don't anything. know who the vocalist yeah. is, so it's not. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no featuring. So yeah, um, featuring someone that's man, really good. Yeah, featuring someone that's really good, and uh, uh, Alyssa Fiorio is also really, really good. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> Really, really good, especially she's, in she's that style. Such, yeah, such great vocal control because she, you know, does the, you know, the, the, the crooning type stuff. And it's just, she's so spot on and so precise. And she injects so much emotion into her voice. It's emotions just, of sadness. Mm, emotions of sadness. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. I just want to, I just want to stop talking to listen to her some more. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It really oh. is. And hey, uh. Kojima is doing a new Metal Gear style game with Sony that was announced yeah. last week during the state of play called Fizant, I think it's called. Cyan. you guys talking about Fizant or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's basically, you know, just decided, hey, Konami, can't make Metal Gear anymore. All right. I'll just make something exactly the same. No, no, no. It's not Metal <laughs> Gear. It's, uh, it's, uh, plastic sprockets. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. So, do you remember where in the game this song is featured? Nope, I do not. Can maybe I find that curious. out from YouTube comments, but I doubt it. Maybe. Um, yeah. So good. Yeah. I also have to shout out the muted trumpets. Um, it's got that super smoky, jazzy sound, and and man, it's good. Man, it's really, 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 really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were pretty impressed with that trumpet solo. Yep. Yeah, that I part right there that the, we just listened to. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I mentioned there's a part where he does some really rapid tonguing, which yeah, and is, hey, is, is a legitimate for Valentine's Day. Yeah, <laughs> when you're playing brass, anybody wants a good tongue on Valentine's Day, you give Bedroth yes, a call. Absolutely, I've heard he knows his way around a trumpet. Oh, I don't. I don't. My uh, my oldest daughter does, um, but you know that's when my you daughter, want a good tonguing. So. <laughs> you go to YouTube.com hey, forward slash hey, hey, hey. What? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, I, I just felt like the music and stuff that she composes. Uh, yeah, of, of, of course, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but dude, <laughs> thank you for the shout out. Go to youtube.com slash shoot kapow and um, 
I don't know how much tonguing there is on the Pikmin videos, but I guess it depends on what critter is eating the Pikmin at the moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of eating and yeah, licking. Speaking of eating and licking and finger licking good, we move to the final track in that block. It comes to us from I Love You, Colonel Sanders. We listened to the title music, and this released on September 24th of 2019. It was composed by Hexany. I do know this is a visual novel. Um, I don't know really anything. I didn't play it. I said I was going to, but I never ended up playing it. Um, yeah, same. But it is a visual novel, a very traditional dating sim. And they decided, hey, because KFC at one point retired the colonel, right? He like disappeared. And then in 2015 or something like that. Um, yeah, 2015, they reintroduced him in like some marketing campaign and they wanted to make him part of pop culture and reimagined Colonel Sanders in this more like modern times and hmm. from that we got sexy colonel sanders <laughs> yep that's that's a thing that exists in the world now and this is a really really solid track dude i was so surprised like i mean the entire soundtrack kind of sounds like this for the most part and then we had the music from from captain fly and now we have this i i keep getting surprised on this episode by by these songs is this this sounds like traditional Japanese it like, does. It's romantic so novel music. Gorgeous. It's 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 really really very nice. I like this one a lot. <laughs> I don't have much more to say on it though because I don't know anything about. Con- I mean, obviously it's title music, so I don't need context. But I've never How do you played feel the about game. KFC. I love KFC. It is I do finger licking for sure. Prefer the spicy chicken over like just the original recipe. I, original I do recipe. like the yeah. I do like like the spicy crispy that they have. Um, I think that regardless of what recipe they're using, I, I really enjoy the the bowls. Like you okay, get, bowls you get are the good. Chicken yeah, nuggets yeah. with the mashed mm-hmm. potatoes and brown gravy and corn. And it's all mixed up. That's how you do it in the South, man. That's good stuff. Is KFC <laughs> your favorite chicken place? No, it's really not. I um like in terms of fast food chicken places. So really, in terms just of fast food like chicken and El Pollo not counting Loco, chicken sandwiches KFC, because that's kind of a separate thing. Um, uh, Popeyes and what's the other one? Popeyes, KFC, El Pollo Loco, and well, down here we've got some Louisiana regional fried. Um, I think it's called something up like there. That. Uh, up there, I'm guessing you guys don't have Golden Chick. We don't or churches. Churches. That's the other one I was trying to think of. We do have okay, churches. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, chicken Express. No. Okay. Um, I think my favorite chicken place of the ones you mentioned is probably Popeye's. I, do I like, like their sides Popeyes. a lot. Um, I really I'm a sucker like for Cajun food. Me too. So, yeah. <laughs> they have, they yeah, have so. Cajun fries as a side too, and they're so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, and uh, y'all don't have it up there, but anybody who does have Golden Chick, they have got dirty rice that is out of this world. It's so good. Such good stuff. But, nice. Yeah. So there we go. There was some filler since we didn't have as much else to say about the game. Perfect. But what a great track, dude. What a fantastic find. It's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Reminds me a lot of other visual novel music that we've played on the show before, but still doesn't make it any less gorgeous. Yep. 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 All right. Well, I guess that is going to take us into my second block. It will. And um, yeah, a couple of uh, surprises for me. And then one track that I knew I, I had to bring in some form or fashion. Uh want to give a quick shout out to a track called uh, Shulk and Fiora from Xenoblade Chronicles that I almost brought. But then I was listening to a soundtrack from 2023 that a buddy of mine, actually Purnell, who we mentioned earlier on the show, that he uh, mentioned on his show, Rhythm and Pixels. 
Um, and as I was listening to that soundtrack, I came across a track I had to bring to this show. So I sadly bumped Shulk and Fiora because it was kind of similar to my last track, and I brought this one instead. But not the one we're okay. about to talk about. As I okay. usually do, I'm going out of order on this. First, we're going to listen to Sexy Commercial from NSFW Solitaire, released January 27th, 2023, the day after Spunkstock, and composed by Witty Minx. <laughs> Next up, we're going to take a listen to So Steamy from Death Bulge, Battle of the Bands, released August 8th, 2023, composed by Patrick Hennigan. Thank you. 
And closing out my second block, we're going to take a listen to Love Grows from Final Fantasy VIII, released September 9th, 1999, composed by Nobuo Uematsu.
coming back in, we are first talking about Sexy Commercial from NSFW Solitaire. And uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely sexy. That's for it sure. It is. <laughs> Got some some panting in the background from some of your uh, Solitaire partners, I'm, I'm assuming. But you don't have partners in Solitaire, though. That's the thing. <laughs> you are your partner in Solitaire. But, but you can. <laughs> I guess you can. That's true. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> so composed by Woody Minx, who I am not <laughs> at all familiar with, don't no, know what else they've done. Um, NSFW Solitaire is exactly what it sounds like. I don't know if there has ever been a game that was more exactly what the title says it is. Um, it's Solitaire pong? with uh, naked girls well, on the cards. <laughs> I guess Pong. You re- What's Pong? Nobody really knows. That is true. No, no, nobody, yeah, nobody like, really knows. I mean, everyone what, knows what, what it is now, but when they first heard it, like, would you have thought tennis when you heard Pong? Probably not. Or Ping Pong? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But is Pong the ball, or is Pong the paddles, or is Pong or is it just the game? The whole experience. Yeah. Or are you playing as the off screen main character who is named Pong? Or. You never know. Anyway. <laughs> is Pong playing you Ooh, or or is pong the friends we made along the way it might be <laughs> okay so nsfw solitaire it's it's solitaire with with naked girls on the cards um uh, according to the steam preview you can also <laughs> upload your own pictures uh, the person in the steam preview chose to upload cats um you can make video cards if you uh, if you want so the card essentially becomes a gif um and uh, also, there's a handy-dandy little tool where if you push the space bar, it switches over to just a regular solitaire deck. Just um, normal, normal card backs. Yeah, just normal card backs. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of different games, like like dozens of different solitaire games or derivatives that you can play in this. It actually sounds like it might be a decent bang for its buck if you like card games. And, bang. you know, Indeed. You, you got you got that, that, that kind of... Sometimes you just got to scratch an itch, you know, uh, and you want to play solitaire at the same time. So... I mean, hey, yeah. that's what solitaire is all about, baby. Playing with yourself. So That's right. Zanku, um, look it up. <laughs> uh, legit, though, this is a really nice track. Very, very it sultry. Um, it is. Nice saxophone. A really good pairing with my second track in this block, I think. What do you think? Ah, your second track in this block. I think that's going to go down as my track of the show. I wondered, man. Uh, this is so steamy from Death Bulge, Battle of the Bands, which is not a sexy game. <laughs> it is not. It's a it's a straight up RPG uh, where you play as these uh, these three bandmates that um, wind up in a battle for their lives, where music is the weapon, and you have to fight other musicians. And I have got it on my on my short list now, or I'm on my wish list now on Steam. It looks really fun. Like it looks like mm, it's got kind of a sound tone to it. <laughs> And yeah, talk, switching over to talk about the track real quick. 33 seconds in, what comes in, Brian? Oh, that is our sweet, sexy saxophone. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yep, it is. It's really prominent here, as is the uh, the bass line that follows it. They um they really put this that is a front cool find. And, this is a cool find. Yeah, it, it's about halfway through the soundtrack. And um, on Rhythm and Pixels, Purnell mentioned this game as one of his games of the year for 2023. And I'd never heard of it. And I was like, it's Battle of the Bands. How could I not have checked out the soundtrack for a game that is literally about music? Like, how did I miss this? And I picked it up. It soundtrack's about 50 tracks long. And sure enough, I it's fantastic. The whole thing is great. 
and this song and another one that's kind of similar to it are about halfway through but when this one came on that's i was like okay (laughs) i I gotta bring this i gotta bring this for brian this is gonna be my valentine's gift to him so i love it here you go bud happy valentine's day love grows Indeed. Want to give a quick shout out here. I, I'm not familiar with this composer either, but Sirstimi was composed by Patrick Hennigan, who did, I believe, the whole soundtrack to uh, Death Bulge. And uh, that's promising. That is promising for his future. So great job, Patrick. This is a really. So- I, and it's because it just restarted again. Um, I know you're going to do a B side on this at some point, but I do think I'll end up listening to the soundtrack before you even get to that point. I will check this out eventually. It's there's so much variety on the soundtrack, dude. And you said that that's, you know, seems pretty obvious from the kind of game this is. Yeah, you would you would think Battle of the Bands. There's probably a lot of music that you are going to hear. There's lots of lots of different music. Uh, There's not a whole lot of this kind, but um, but man, what's here, (laughs) as you can tell, is. And I'm really curious to know why this exists in this game. Yeah, I want to know, like, is it this, you know, is somebody trying to, like, seduce you and then defeat you? Or yeah, is there really a love story? I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's a guy making out with a drum on the, there on is. the album Maybe art. Maybe things so. get steamy between El Francaro <laughs> and his drum. He does look like a luchador, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> but yeah, man, this this game looks a lot of fun. It, it looks like it might have kind of an earthbound type tone to it. Um, the mechanics look really fun. The art is charming, and the the music is is fantastic. It's that got fish a is meant really... to be a boombox, isn't it? Ah, uh, yes, I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> so funny, yeah, man, that's good stuff. There's a. I think that fish might actually be called Bass the Bass. Oh, okay, like the singing bass fish. There's a track, um, which is why there's a red button like, underneath him. No, it's the singing bass fish. A hundred percent. There's a red button there you underneath go. him. <laughs> there's a track on the soundtrack that's called something like "Bass the Basses Bassy Bass 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 Basement" or something. Okay. And it's, and it's it, it really is just a one sick bass solo all throughout. So <laughs> I can't wait to do the B side on this one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. But that is going to bring us to my final track of the episode, which is one of the ones I knew I was going to bring from the very get go. Uh, I could have bumped anything else on this list for something, but this one was going to be here. We talked about earlier on in the show how um, you guys brought Eyes on Me to the first episode. We did. And uh, first uh, Romantic Themes episode, that is. But Eyes on Me, I was telling you off air, is one of my favorite, one of my most nostalgic video game tracks. And I've never even played Final Fantasy VIII. Um, my my buddy Ruben, who I mentioned, uh, did play through a seven and eight and nine. <laughs> and I watched him play through part of at least all of those, but... He was the one who he burned Eyes on Me and a few other tracks from various things uh, onto a CD for me um, because he wanted me to listen to him. And this became one of the first video game soundtracks that I intentionally listened to outside of a game. Nice. Um, Not Love Grows, but Eyes on Me. And it's still to this day one of my favorite gaming songs ever. And since I couldn't bring it, I had to bring the instrumental version. (laughs) (laughs) Love Grows, composed, of course, by the legendary Nobuo Uematsu. Um, Not a whole lot of huge names on the list today, but we do have Koshiro, Uedare, and Uematsu. Yeah. 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 So, oh, and Bremble, Alistair Bremble. Can't forget that. We opened up with him. (laughs) So we had a couple. Um, We had a couple, a couple, but. But man, uh, and this is not the close of the show 
but even if it were, what a way to close the show out. If you had yeah, wanted the opener, a, this would have been my closer. This would have been a phenomenal closer. Um, obviously, this is my favorite. I've talked about this before. My favorite Final Fantasy game. I adore this entire narrative, but especially the love story and the romance between Squall and Renoa, the you know the lead main character you play as, and then right. basically the main girl in the the light blue. Um, I don't know why it's my favorite because it's not like gameplay wise, it's not the best Final Fantasy. Well, but not, the story. Ninety nine. The story is to me. You were thirteen when this game came out. That is true. And so you know you're getting into that that age. You're in middle school. You're you're starting to get into that you know puberty phase. Hormones are raging, and you know emotions are riding. And you know maybe the fact that you played this during that time it could in be your the life, time frame. Yeah, it could be the know, time one, frame. It's one of the things that made it so special for you. But I mean, my buddy Ruben, he's a year younger than I am, so he's between you and me. But uh, I know he really loved this game. I think I think that nine, no seven, I think was his favorite of the PS One trilogy. It's a it's a common sentiment to have seven as your favorite. Um, but he did really like both eight and nine. He it yeah. wasn't like like seven was way up here and then they were down here. They were all fairly close. For some um, people, that is that, the case though. Some people thought eight was not nearly as good as seven or nine. I am I am the opposite, right? Like I said, gameplay mm-hmm. wise, yeah, it's probably not the best Final Fantasy gameplay wise. But story-wise, it's top tier. Yeah, and I mean, it's one I'm interested in. I've got Final Fantasy IX. I do play JRPGs for the story, by the way. Like, I don't usually play JRPGs for the gameplay. I do tend to play these games solely for the stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have especially lately started doing that more, too, which is why when I'm playing a JRPG, I'll usually play... On like if there's an easy mode, yeah, put it on easy, or one that just lets me enjoy the story. That's what I do, you know. Yeah. Um, but I own seven and nine in their original forms on the Switch. I own the ten and ten two combo pack that was sold on Switch a few years ago. Okay. And um, I I have thought several times about picking up the remaster of eight, and I just haven't done it yet because I still haven't. I own it. Other ones. I freaked out, infamously (laughs) freaked out on stream when it was announced during the Square Enix press conference at E3 (laughs) back in like 2018 or 2019, whatever it was. Um, I do own it. I never did play it though. I never played the HD remaster of Final Fantasy VIII. That is on my list to do one day. (sighs) Bucket list. (laughs) Yep. But yeah, man. Massive, Um, massive list. I will say that that there's really one main reason, or (laughs) two main reasons, that um, Seven is Ruben's favorite. And they both have to do with Tifa. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) There you you go. There you go. Tifa or Tifa? I say Tifa. Tifa. I, I go back and, and forth. I think they it, pronounce it depends on who I'm talking Tifa to. So, probably so. I think it is Tifa. I think I heard other people saying Tifa for so long that it pops into my head, but I'm, yeah, Tifa. <laughs> Tifa. <laughs> oh, yeah, but so you're that right. Was my, that was my second block, dude. That's not the closeout either. You did mention we do have one more to go. Uh, and I don't have a ton to say about it, uh, but to close out the episode, we're going to take a listen to VIP Brawl from South Park The Fractured But Whole. And what I understand the about this trip. The Fractured <laughs> But Whole. This is the sequel to The Stick of Truth. Um, yeah. Man, what a genius name. Oh, it's what so a genius good. name. I mean, Matt and Trey are just absolute geniuses in general, but... Of course. I didn't play this. 
Um, I do own it. I haven't played either of them. I I did play Stick of Truth. I just I played Stick of Truth. Yeah. Okay. Stick of Truth is great. Um, but I never did get around to playing this when it came out, and then it's been one of those things that since I didn't play it when it was current, I just never went back to play it. I do think mm-hmm. I will eventually, but it's not super high up on my list to get to. Um, but from what I know about this, it is the nightclub like brawl scene in this game, and you clearly hear some of the dancers uh, in the background throughout this track. Um, again, not, I guess it's kind of sexy in some areas of the track. Some areas, it's almost kind of reminds me of Halloween in some areas. <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, I could hear that. Yeah, but it's a fun way to close out the show, and really is follows up your NSFW, your NSFW, which had some panting and some heavy breathing. Solitaire track, yeah, it did. It did. Nice follow up to that. What did I say? NSFW? Did I say it wrong? You you just left out the word solitaire. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, now we have the moaning. Now we do. And natural progression. Yeah, that (laughs) we're we've reached the climax. Of the episode. <laughs> yes, we have. Absolutely. Right there in the fractured butthole. Right in the fractured butthole. <laughs> God, man, this has been a great episode. I, 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 kinda, I knew it would be. Like, yeah. um, this, is a, this is a topic that, um, you know, I know you'd have good taste in and that you, you know, that you would, it's, it's exciting for you. So, and, um, and it was fun. It was really fun for me to put stuff together for this. Yeah. Not I'm as glad challenging. We revisited this. No. I, I'm going to say as the next one next we're going to be talking about, <laughs> you and me. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, uh, I still don't know what I'm doing for that. I, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm bringing. I don't know that I know what I'm doing, but we're not going to talk about it anymore. So No. We, we, this is one of those topic themes that we're not pre-discussing. We're just going to see where we land. Um, I haven't quite I'm decided really where I'm landing I yet. <laughs> I have really ideas, excited. but I haven't quite decided where I'm landing. Well, man, you just need to take the leap. You know, I do. I need to just um, take the leap. Yeah, uh, I don't have anything to plug, really. Okay. Uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to my latest B-Side episode with uh, uh, special guest Kyle. We talked about yeah. Cassette Beasts. And... Um, Man, what a great soundtrack. It was was really, really strong. And um, I mentioned in that track that uh, I have been going to the gym a little more lately. I, I signed up for Planet Fitness back at the beginning of January, and it took me a couple of weeks, but I did finally decide to, to hit the gym. And I've been like eight times now. Um, so seems to be sticking, but it's a good place for me to listen to uh, the soundtracks that I like put on yeah. YouTube. And I'm like, I want to check this out. I want to check this out. Well, now it's a great place to do it. Um, and so when I'm on a treadmill and I'm on one of the cool down phases where you're just like, you know, strolling for a minute and a half, I can go right. on and add whatever I want to, uh, you know, to my short lists to then, you know, parse through later or to my episode idea lists. And yeah, it's been good. It's been good. But I will say this track, this this episode, with the exception of my first block, maybe not great for the gym. Cassette Beast, though. We're a very, very good gym soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> And you already plugged uh, Shukapow's channel. I so did. So that's really all I got. Yep. All right. Well, I guess that's going to wrap up our Valentine's date. Dang. Oh, well. That's all right, dude. That's all right. You showed me a real good time. Yeah. I'm going to remember this. Yeah. You know, I hope you have solid memories. Um, you didn't get me a heart-shaped pizza, but other than that, it was a good time. It was a good time. <laughs> 
But that is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We do want to thank you for staying with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania, made possible, of course, by RPG Era. If you like video game music, and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, interact with us. Taking us out of the show today, we're going to be taking a listen to, once again, VIP Brawl from South Park, The Fractured Butthole. This released on October 17th of 2017, and it was composed by Jamie Dunlap. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.